0: This is your time to Lit Up with Angela Breidenbach. Lit Up is lighting up the literary world with book reviews, in-depth expert interviews, and ideas for you to design a lucrative writing career. Expand your imagination to enhance your life. Lit Up is always family friendly, always good for your heart. Now here is your host to Lit Up, Angela Breidenbach
1: there, everybody. This is Angela with Lit Up Radio. And today is really special because I get to introduce you to my friends that are with me in this new Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew. In this, we have an opportunity for our readers and reviewers to get to know all of us, not only really well, but to be part of a community. And this community is so special that I get to have with me. Bree Heron, who is our new head librarian, Diana Brandmeyer, who is really the founder and instigator of all this trouble that we're going to cause, <laughs> and Liz Tolsma and Jennifer Vanderclip. Together, we are creating the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review crew. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for being with me. Bree, I would love to uh, talk with you a little bit first about what it means to be the head librarian and where people are going to find the Pencil Dancers readers and review crew. They will be able to find the Pencil Dancers
2: readers and review crew pretty much all over social media, but primarily on Facebook for right now. We do have a group set up there and we've been letting all of your readers know that we've been morphing into one big group lately. And as my job, it's kind of my job to help you lovely authors be able to keep your readers and your books in order. Being able to allow not only you guys to be able to branch out further and get new readers in to help review and be fans, but also then to be able to see where your reviews are going. So I will be just archiving away all the information for us.
1: And as head librarian, you're checking out books to our reviewers, aren't you?
2: Yes, so as a reviewer in the Pencil Dancers Reader and Review Crew, you will have the opportunity to read books ahead of the time that they are published. That means I will be definitely checking out some ARCs to you, Advanced Reader Copies, if you have signed up
1: to be a reviewer in the group. So, Bree, tell us a little bit about you. Why are you qualified to be in this special position as head librarian for the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew? That's a tough one. <laughs> um,
2: I've with, I have worked with you for now for a couple of years with helping build your group up. I have a huge passion. For helping readers and authors connect in a way that is positive for both, that meaning, you know, sharing book information, reviews, et cetera. I've also been an actual librarian. I was a children's librarian and have an extensive background in actually working and
1: cataloging real
2: books. <laughs> so it's kind of um, cool to have
1: you here cataloging our real books.
2: Yes. So I'll be doing it kind of more digitally with this group. But I also do my own book blog and have a pretty strong following where I will be able to also help bring new readers to the group through that.
1: What's your book blog? It is bibliophile.reviews. So to spell it, it's B-I-B-L-I-O-P-H-I-L-E dot R-E-V-I-E-W-S, bibliophile.reviews. And that is a blog and website where you review all sorts of authors' books, Correct.
2: Yes, I primarily focus a lot on um, Christian fiction, Amish suspense, and living, but also cozy mysteries. I enjoy definitely getting to solve crime every once in a while, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you actually have some different publishers that have come to you because of that, don't you?
2: Yes, I've been very blessed to be able to work with a variety of different publishers, including Bethany House, Berkeley Prime Crime and Oh, Barbara Do yes. you
1: have an absolute favorite genre or do you just really like to read across the spectrum?
2: I would say it's definitely the reason why I ended up focusing on just primarily these two is because it's a tie. <laughs> I enjoy the sweet the sweet stories that Christian fiction will bring a reader. And also usually just a small little dose of faith that has always been included in those. But I've also loved the mystery aspect, and I was a big Murder, She Wrote fan as a child. Ah. So reading cozy mysteries, you know, make me feel like I'm at home, and
1: they're very inviting to read as well. That's really neat. Diana, you wanted to do something with Pencil Dancers. You started Pencil Dancers a long time ago, and it's kind of morphed over the years into something else. Can you tell us a little bit about... Where this idea came from
3: popped in my head one day. And I thought, oh, I think that's a great name. I'm going to start a blog called pencil dancers. Then I started asking guys to help out. And now I'm so excited that you're all going to be in the same book club. I just thought it would be really fun if readers could go to one place on Facebook and connect with four different authors in one spot, instead of trying to hip hop all over the place looking for someone to interact with. And we all write similar stuff, except for Liz, who likes to write that real World <laughs> War II stuff, uh, which is really good. Her writing is amazing. Just use climaxes when you're reading. I just think it'll be really fun to, to be able to do that and to share with our readers what's going on behind the scenes, kind of the, kind of like a back pages deal, where you go to the back and say, what's this author up to? And that's what I want to do with pencil dancers.
1: And tell us a little that, bit about uh, your background, Diana. Who are you?
3: I'm a mystery. I'll never tell. My tagline is Stories from the Heartland because I live in Illinois, but I'm really a Missouri girl and I want to be in Tennessee, which kind of spans the heartland. So I write contemporary and I write historical, and it's usually set in the Midwest.
1: Bree, where are you?
2: I am in very windy Wyoming, the southwestern part of the state.
1: Liz, let's talk to you next because uh, your books were just described as very emotional and World War II. So, Liz, what made you want to be a part of the Pencil Dancers readers and review crew?
4: Well, I just think it's a great opportunity for me to connect with uh, readers and with new readers to the genre of World War II, although I'm not just limited to World War II. That's my passion and my true love and my specialty. But I also do write some prairie romances for Berber. I've been in I think I've Barber novella collection and three mention thing about Amish. I have my first Amish romance releasing next month. Oh
1: wow. Some kind of spectrum. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. So tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit later in the show, we're going to get to the new releases and why readers and reviewers might want to be part of the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew. For instance, we'll talk with Liz about her upcoming Amish book. But Liz, tell us about you personally. Who are you?
4: I am, when I'm not writing, which is most of, most of the time I'm on my computer and my husband has to shut the lid of my laptop every night and tell me to go to bed. But (laughs) uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, and we have three children that have come to us through international adoption. Our oldest is a son, and he serves as a U.S. Marine. And I live in frigid, snowy southeast Wisconsin.
1: Wow. Okay, now we're going to move on to Jennifer, because we are all all over the country. Jennifer, where do you live and do you plan to stay there?
5: (laughs) Well, that is a fun question, because uh, currently I'm in Michigan and I have been in the Midwest for the last uh, 12 or 13 years. But I am moving home to California. I'm a California girl at heart. I miss my mountains. I never did adjust to having the snow. <laughs> so uh, I am in transition right now, but I am really looking forward to moving back to California and getting close to the, the ocean and the mountains and uh, enjoying all of that really great stuff. I, I'm, I love being outside, and I think that's the biggest challenge in Michigan is I'm not a snow person. So six months out of the year, I am locked in my house trying to stay warm. <laughs>
1: And which genres do you write in, Jennifer?
5: Like the rest of you guys, I write historical romance, but like Liz, I break that box a little bit and that I also write romantic suspense. Those are a little bit different, but I enjoy both of those.
1: Oh, I think that's awesome. And for folks who do listen to Lit Up, you know my name is Angela Breidenbach, and I write a lot of historical romance, but I also write contemporary romance and some Christian living. So it's fun for me to be also involved in this group, the Readers and Review Crew with the Pencil Dancers, because this gives me a connection to other people that are like-minded, like-hearted, and it is a joy to work with all of these ladies in this group because everybody has such really fun and unique ideas. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about what some of those ideas are for the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review crew. But real quick, just another get-to-know-you moment. Let's ask Bree, how many children do you have?
2: I have one that is a human, <laughs> and then I have three fur babies.
1: Nice. And are you a dog or a cat person?
2: If you don't tell my little poodle
1: dog, I'm a cat person. <laughs> Diana, how about you? How many kids um, do you have? Pets?
3: I have three sons, and they're all pretty much married. And I have three grandchildren, which is the best thing in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a cat, but I love dogs better. <laughs> Liz, tell us how many children do you have, and any pets?
2: I have three
4: children, and we have a dog who thinks he's a cat. She's a cat, and we have a cat who thinks he's a dog. <laughs> I have one of those, too. I'm a dog
1: person. (laughs) Jennifer, what about you?
5: I have two kids. My oldest is my daughter, and she struggles with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So anybody that has struggled with any kind of chronic disease, you can relate to the challenges with that. And then I have a son that's 16, and he's on the autism spectrum. So we have our handful uh, quite often. Currently, we have two cats, but we've often had dogs. Um, sometimes the fur people have outnumbered the human people in the house, and <laughs> I generally don't like that situation very much. So I like both dogs and cats, but to be honest, cats are easier. They don't need to be walked, so... <laughs>
1: And uh, this is Angela, and I happen to be an animal person. I adore cats. I cannot live without Muse, my feline personal assistant, who will pop up on the Pencil Dancers readers and review crew with exclusive material. And if you've followed me on any of my social media, you know that Muse and I have conversations that Muse often wins. And we like to do a little bit of, uh, I would say, cat comedy, but I would never hear the end of it from my feline. I (laughs) I also have two miniature horses and have had a lot of dogs and standard horses in the past. And we have six kids. They're all grown up. And we have seven grandchildren. And so we have a very, very full house for most holidays. Now, we're going to have to take a break, but we will be back with the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review crew launch party plans coming up next.
0: Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this.
1: Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, the treasure of experience today, wherever books are sold, or at AngelaBreidenbach.com. Pick up a copy of the Captive Bride's collection today. Great historic romances, perfect for any season. You can get it online or at your favorite local retailer.
0: We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. And we are
1: back with the Pencil Dancers. We are announcing our launch party for this special club. Members that are with us today are Bree Heron, our head librarian and archivist, Diana Brandmeyer, founder, and Liz Tolsma, Jennifer Vanderclip, and me, Angela Breidenpock. We will all be your pencil dancers on the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review crew. So right now we have coming up Pencil Dancers Launch Party. And in that what are our plans? Bree, you go first, and we'll just do a round robin. Everybody tell what you think's going to happen during that fabulous weekend.
2: Well, we're going to be going Thursday through about Sunday. Each day, we're going to have one of you lovely ladies up there sharing about yourselves and your books and maybe doing some giveaways. But we're also just going to be kind of trying to make sure everybody understands that everybody's more than welcome to participate no matter how they want to participate in the
3: group as well. So we're celebrating the readers.
1: Diana, what kinds of things do you plan to do during this launch party?
3: Trying to do a Facebook Live event for a little while. I'm going to give away a book.
1: I may give away a few secrets. Ooh, secrets. This could be fun. We could turn this into, what do they call those daytime TV shows that <laughs> where you'd sit and eat bonbons? I can't remember what those yes. are called. Soap operas? Soap operas? No, totally kidding.
0: Yeah. Tune so, in.
1: Tune in, please. Tune in. <laughs> so definitely some book giveaways and some possible secrets that you'll find out that happened behind the scenes in Diana's life. Liz, what, what? do you think you're going to do?
4: Like Diana, there are going to be some giveaways, yes. definitely at least one book giveaway maybe two book giveaways fun surprises and maybe A Q&A time where you get to ask me
1: some questions
4: are you going to try doing facebook live i probably will end up trying to do facebook live yes
1: I think that's a really fun way to enter into the party with people so that we can actually connect and communicate with our new members of the Readers and Review Club. So Jennifer, what what kinds of ideas do you have for this coming up?
5: Well, I'm definitely going to do a Facebook Live, and that'll be interesting because that will be the first Facebook Live that I've ever done. So if you want to see me um, totally flub up or who knows what will happen, show up. It'll be entertaining, I'm sure. We'll just figure out how it works. (laughs) Hopefully, go from there. Um, But I'm definitely going to give away my novella collection. That's going to be, there's three books in that. And so that is going to be up for people that participate and comment. I'll probably give away one other book as well. I'm going to talk about some of the behind the scenes in my books, particularly with the historical. You know, I don't always get a chance to share unless you go on my Pinterest board. Uh, You don't always get to see all the different pieces of research, the costume the shoes, the locations, all this kind of fun stuff. So I'm going to share some of that. And even for my contemporaries, I will let you guys in on a secret that, um, the made up town of Laguna Vista, California is based on a real town. And I will tell you all about that and the secrets behind that. And the big reveal is fingers crossed. I will announce the release date of flashpoint, which is the second book in the hometown Heroes series.
1: Ooh, a release date announcement. That's really fun. I that's hope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna do some book giveaways. I'm definitely gonna do Facebook Live. This is Angela. And I have some jewelry to give away from the Gems of Wisdom book that I have written. It's a Ministry of the Heart book, um and it's a Christian living and I know Bree's read it. And I think I don't know if you other gals have read it, but in there, each chapter talks about uh, gems, of, a gem of wisdom, and I'm going to choose a piece of jewelry to give away during that contest, and U.S. Uh, people will have a chance to win that piece of jewelry. And then I'm also going to do a new release announcement. I'm super excited because we have a new release coming out, um, I do, with three other ladies, And it is called Out of Their Element, and that book will have its release date by then. So I will have a lot of fun talking about that. And the Facebook party uh, will have the Facebook Live, and so we'll have all of us doing book giveaways, surprises, Q&A times, Facebook Live, uh, and there'll be some behind-the-scenes and historical data that's really fun and interesting, and then at least two new release announcements So those are really exciting things that are coming up. Brie, what's your part going to be in this party that we're throwing Thursday through Sunday, April 20th weekend, so April 19, 20, 21, 22? Brie, what's your part in that?
2: I'm going to be making sure that everything behind the scenes is working out smoothly and helping to get the giveaway winner's picked, and also just, you know, participating and helping readers feel comfortable answering any questions so that all the authors get to just have fun and meet the readers and do their meet and greet with them. I will most likely do a Facebook Live to introduce myself prior to Thursday just so everybody knows a little bit more about me and can put a face with the name and the posts and yeah just enjoy having hanging out with you lovely ladies for a weekend
1: and it's really a neat idea to have a four-day launch so this is something special coming up that i don't think has been done before launching an event that is launching a book club the pencil dancers readers and review crew so how can we find that on facebook brie If you type
2: in your search bars, Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew, if you cannot find that, you are more than welcome to find me on Facebook, either via my blog's Facebook page or my personal one, which is Bree Heron, B-R-E-E-H-E-R-R-O-N. And I will be happy to help add you to the group.
1: Oh, awesome. So our head librarian has just told you how you can get your membership card. That is fantastic. All right. So we know how to find Bree on Facebook. Diana, how do we find you on Facebook?
3: I'm a little bit more complicated. You have to look up Diana Lassier Brandmeier slash author. Or to make it really easier, just go to dianabrandmeier.com and look for the Facebook link.
1: Okay. You can't find me. I'm <laughs> hidden. Liz, how do we find you? I'm
4: less complicated than Diana. Just <laughs> type Liz Tolsma, that's L-I-Z-T-O-L-S-M-A, and I am the one and the only, so you should come up with me if you type that in.
1: That's awesome and simple. All right, Jennifer, how do we find you on Facebook? <laughs>
5: I'm Jennifer Vanderclip, and it's Vanderclip is all one word with a K and two Ps at the end. And there's, I have a personal page and an author page. Your best bet is to go to the author page and like that and follow it, and then you get all of my updates. I'm active far more there than on my personal page, so it's much better to go to my author page. And then, of course, I that's the same as my website, JenniferVanderclip.com, and you can go there and find out all about my latest books and some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff.
1: And Liz, what is your website?
5: Very simple. It's LizTolsma.com.
1: Awesome. And I'm AngelaBreidenbach.com, and all of my social media is at Breitenbach and that's spelled A-N-G-B-R-E-I-D-E-N-B-A-C-H. And if any one of us, if you find us and you can't find the others, we can easily help you get into... The Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew. And that's readers with an S at the end of it. It's plural because there's lots of fun people in there. And building community between our readers where you can not only talk about our books, but that you can have a chance to have occasional drawings and win different things. Sometimes books, sometimes other things. Um, Sometimes, and I'm going to throw this out there, you might win a half an hour chat personally with an author and that's something that I like to do so I'll throw in that if you'd like a coaching or a chat or something like that every now and again through the year We'll throw in a personal chat with an author where you can connect with that person, maybe you want to pray, maybe you want to ask questions, maybe you want to be a writer, or maybe you want to know something about genealogy or history or editing because I know Jennifer, you are a professional editor, aren't you?
5: I am, and uh so is Liz as well. I'll throw uh, that in there. well, I was going <laughs> to ask her
1: too, so but I'm specifically asking <laughs> also, you
5: but yeah, we you know those of us who edit, we love to just help writers polish their work and grow and it's very hard writing is a lonely profession and so a lot of times when especially when you're first starting out, you don't know how to get a lot of great feedback and you don't know if you're going in the right direction or not so a good editor can really help save you a lot of time and uh, wasted and energy and heartache to keep you from going in the wrong direction. So it's always great to find someone who is a good fit for you, who understands what you're trying to accomplish, and can help you reach some of those goals.
1: And if that person has written books themselves, they really do understand the whole process of it. Okay, so Liz, I was going to go to you next, but Jennifer introduced you. Tell us about your (laughs) editing. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yes, I am also a professional editor. I've been editing for about three years. And my specialty is in coaching new writers. I love to help new writers get started. So we not only edit, but I also teach and I tell each of my new clients that my end goal is to put myself out of a job. That means that I want to help them reach their publication goals and make them better writers. So that's what I really like to do. I have a degree in education and I think that just sort of comes through in my editing. That's how I edit is by teaching.
1: I love that you mentioned your education. Let's just take it real quick through all of us. Bree, what's your education? I have a bachelor's of science and
2: history, and I'm currently working on my second bachelor's in special ed and elementary education.
3: And Diana? I have a bachelor's in uh, learning disabilities, behavior disorders, and a minor in psychology.
1: Wow. And, Liz, we talked about your education. Uh, do you have anything additional to add? Not really. I, the school I
4: went to, even though my degree is in elementary education, we had three minors, really, instead of a major. So I specialize in English history and special education.
1: Which expan- explains your World War II fascination, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, Jennifer, what's your education background?
5: I have a Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration, and I also have a Bachelor of Arts in History with a Comparative Literature minor.
1: Holy cow, you ladies are really educated. <laughs> <laughs> I have multiple, multiple certifications in peer counseling, I have certifications in upper level financial management, I have certifications in um, coaching and fitness, and in life coaching. I also have an odd certification in emergency management (laughs) because I used to be airline, and I have multiple certifications in supervision and in youth ministry, and then I also have – I'm in school again getting my, I should be soon get my methodology certification in genealogy, but I'm getting my genealogical studies credentials in order to be a professional genealogist, and I, I use that in the writing of my historical books and in studying my own family, and so those are things that are really, really fun to me. I actually could go on with a lot of different certifications, but <laughs> I think what's been fascinating is how we are all using of wide variety of education to create characters and our stories and to minister to the world around
0: us. Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this.
1: to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. You can subscribe also on toginet.com. It's all about having a more lucrative creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative creative career. Pick up a copy of the Captive Brides collection today. Great historic romances, perfect for any season. You can get it online or at your favorite local retailer.
0: We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach.
1: And we are back with Bree Heron, Diana Brandmeyer, Liz Tolsma, Jennifer Vanderclip, and me, your host of Lit Up, Angela Breidenbach. And we together form the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew Authors. We are founding this group now together in order to create a fun and interesting and very interactive place on Facebook and social media for readers who enjoy historical romance, contemporary romance, uh, romantic suspense, Christian living, Amish. What have I missed, ladies? Recipes, cookbooks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know, devotionals. (laughs) Devotionals. Worthy to Write. We need to tell people all about that book and why this book is so special and it has a place in our hearts as writers beyond the, the romance, the historicals, the Amish, the Christian living. For me, uh, Worthy to Write came out of the fact that I've been writing prayers weekly to the Faith, Hope, and Love chapter of Romance Writers of America. I have I started doing it just because I wanted to. And I wanted to minister to other writers and share the prayers that I have in my own prayer time. And so I was sending a weekly prayer and the chapter kind of picked up on it and I was asked to formalize that and actually be the Monday or the weekly prayer writer, you know, that I would write that for the chapter officially. So I started doing that and now have over 10 years under my belt of weekly prayers and my friends, uh, Diana, Liz, and Jennifer and I were talking about that one day and they also liked writing prayers and we all liked photography and so together we came up with this idea of putting those prayers into a book called Worthy to Write but that came out of something else. Diana, you want to take it from why did we choose Worthy to Write?
3: If I remember right, we chose it because All of us struggled with a little bit of feeling like we weren't worthy. Jennifer nailed this really well when she said it's a lonely business. And when you sit by yourself every day trying to think of the right words to put in a story, you start to doubt that you're doing it right, that maybe you haven't really been called to do this. That's how I think Worthy really came
1: to be. I fully agree. Ladies, do you have things that you'd like to add why you wanted to be a part of Worthy to Write?
5: Yeah, I think it's it's a lot like what Diana said, being able to have a space where you can open up your heart and just kind of pour out the issues that you're struggling with, the particular aspects of it, there's not really another avenue for that being able to have that place where we knew other people would be able to read those things and to relate to them. And I thought it was so interesting reading everybody's that we all traveled the same journey, but we had different little aspects of it that were just ours alone. And I think anyone that picks up that book, even if you're not a writer, I think we all struggle with that idea of being worthy in some aspect of our life. And so I think there'll be things throughout there that anybody could relate to.
1: I agree. Liz, what are your thoughts on Worthy to Write? I think uh, you all have said it very well.
4: Whether it's our first book or our 10th book, we still struggle with, A lot of the same issues is this good enough am i really worthy was that first book i got published just a fluke you know am i going to be a flop from here on out am i just a a one-hit wonder will i ever get anything published and Mm -hmm. we've all we all struggle with that you know almost every day i I get done writing at the end of the day and i'm like yeah that was not really worth opening my computer for (laughs) and it was nice to be able like jennifer said to kind of pour out our hearts and share with the other readers that we are also struggling, but that there is a resource for us, an ultimate resource and that's prayer and time spent with our heavenly father because he finds us worthy. And that's the most important thing of all.
1: I so agree. And I think adding the photography to the book was a way of us being able to create a focus where you can focus on the photo you can read the prayer and then go back to look at the photo and put your mind in a place of worship and of supplication, where you're there before God. You're looking at what he has created through the photography. You're able to internalize those prayers. And to me, it's a very special book to reach the heart of readers, to let them know that they are Worthy to Write, that God has put those dreams inside them for a purpose, inside all of us for a purpose, and is to touch the hearts of others. Brie, have you had a chance to read Worthy to Write yet?
2: I have not yet. I look forward to reading it. I think that as a reviewer and a blogger, it would definitely work and be kind of tailored towards what I do with that. So I think it's not just for average people aspiring to be authors or are authors, but I think also bloggers could probably get something from it as well.
0: Oh,
1: I think that's a really special word. And then we'll make sure Brie gets a copy of it. But if you're in the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew, that will be one of the first books available to be checked out through Brie in the Review Crew portion of Pencil Dancers. And real quick, Brie, If you're in Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew, are you required to be a part of the review crew? How's that going to work?
2: No, we have at the top of the group in the announcements is the link for the reviewers, part of the group. So you would fill out the form you, and then the authors and I get a copy of that form and I will be able to put everybody's info down on a spreadsheet because I love spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd be able to have that all compiled. But the neat thing about this group is that it's also built so that readers can just engage with some of their favorite authors. They don't necessarily have to be on the review team. Being also part of the review team means that you'll have about a monthly checklist. Where there'll be things that you will be required to meet and present so you're not overdue in your um, review card. So nobody likes have overdue books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. If you just want to be a reader, how does that work?
2: You just join the group, and you can follow along. We will have we might have one of you lovely ladies there to interact with, but we'll also have some prompts throughout the month as well. How about what are you reading by one of these authors? What was one of your favorite books or characters? Or something like that where we can really start a conversation just with the readers and the reviewers as well. You can be both.
1: I love the idea that Jennifer mentioned in her Facebook Live that she's going to talk about historical costumes. And I think... Some of the in-depth research that authors do that go into these books doesn't really get to be put in the book as part of the story. You just have to know that so you can bring it to life on the page. But in the book discussions, I think it's pretty special to be able to talk about the research and discuss that with readers. And so one of the things that I look forward to doing is, for instance, on the Captive Brides Collection, Having the opportunity to talk about what indentured servanthood was like in the 1700s and how dangerous and how difficult that was, I really look forward to having an in-depth discussion with readers about that. So I think it's going to be a really fun part of the journey that we get to do with readers in the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew. Let's take this in another direction. Where can people find the individual people brie you're on facebook but uh, what other social media are you on
2: the other one that i'm extremely active on is instagram i am brianna go lightly um so think breakfast at tiffany's kind of style yes. there i post a lot of my reviews and what i'm doing and sometimes about my lovely ernest hemingway and my
1: little minion <laughs> of the child i have diana what are your favorite places to be found on social media
3: I pretty much stay in Facebook and Instagram, and I think I'm Diana Brandmeier there. If you go on my Facebook page, you will find all of my links in the very top post. And I like Instagram. You get to follow me through just through the Midwest pretty much, and there are some pictures of cats and of my grandkids.
5: <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs>
1: Liz where, Liz me, where do we find you on other social media?
4: I am also on Instagram, like these other ladies and that's author Liz Tolsma. I think I tend to post a little bit more there about my life outside of my office, so you'll get to see my dog, my cat, my kids. My husband doesn't really like to be photographed too much, so he may not appear, but we might sneak him in every now and again. Same here. And I'm also on Twitter, at Liz Tolsma. I try to be active on there, so you'll see me pop up from time to time on there too.
1: And Jennifer, what other social media do you like to be found on?
5: I am on Instagram as well, more than anything. And I'm on Twitter, but I'm not as active on Twitter as much because I don't get Twitter. (laughs) I just don't understand it. It's just like lots and lots of updates by random people. So I don't understand it. Um, But I do like Instagram because I love photography and I think it's kind of a fun thing to do. So you can find me on there as jvclip. And I do try to put a lot on Pinterest too. For my historical stuff, I do try to have things on there, so you can find me there, too. You can find all of my um, social media links on my website or on my Facebook. And what's your website? I don't think I asked you that in the past. It's Yeah, it's my name, jennifervanderclip.com, K and two P's. Awesome. And you can find me on almost
1: all social media at Ange Breidenbach, but my favorites are Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. I am on LinkedIn. That's the one I don't really get. I have a lot of followers on LinkedIn, but I don't fully understand it. So I tend to send my social media to LinkedIn. (laughs) But I love Pinterest as well. And I've got a lot of boards, including speaking boards and boards for various books. And then I also belong to the Christian Authors Network. And on the Christian Authors Network, we use Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook a lot. And so I'll send out things through those social medias, but they're usually similar or the same as the ones that you'll find on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest. Pinterest I like because I can send a, you know a photo through as well. Instagram I love also because I can do a conversation with it like I can on Facebook. So it's really, really fun. Now, Brie, are we going to have a Pinterest board or Pinterest account for the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew?
2: Yes, it would be a great idea to have that, and that will definitely be in the works, and we'll probably try to get some other social media parts up as well for the group. So So that's
1: up and coming. And then I was going to ask, too, if there's anything that I missed on social media for ladies. I am on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to tweet better. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, and that's it free reviews twitter's that one is my linkedin like yours I don't always get twitter but I have it and I can try and use it so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really fun now ladies are any of you uh sharing recipes or having fun with that and we will come back right after this message and talk about who cooks and who doesn't
0: Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this.
1: Has anyone ever said to you, man, that'd make a good story? Or you should put that down on paper, but you don't feel like you can do it? Those fears in your head. I can't let anyone read my stories. Who cares about what I have to say? Who would read anything I wrote anyway? I'm not special enough or original enough. If those are the fears flying through your mind like a plague of locusts, eating up your confidence each time you sit down to write, all those fears and more boil down to one problem, feeling unworthy. But you are worthy. God gave you a voice and all those ideas swirling in your head for a reason, to write them so that you can make a difference in the world, so that you can touch another person's heart. Let's tackle those fears together, because you are worthy to write. Pick up your copy of Worthy to Write on Amazon in ebook or in paperback. Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, the treasure of experience today, wherever books are sold, or at AngelaBreidenbach.com. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. It's all about having a more lucrative, creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative, creative career.
0: We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach.
1: And we are back with the Pencil Dancers team in process of preparing you for the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew Launch Party, which is going to be April 19th through the 22nd. We are going to be doing book giveaways, surprises, Q&A time, Facebook Live. We're going to talk about the the behind-the-scenes of our books a little bit about our lives, and two that we know of special release date announcements on new books that are coming out and you'll be able to sign up to get your library card in order to be part of the um, Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew through Bree Heron, our head librarian. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, all you need to do is find Pencil Dancers Readers and Review Crew on Facebook and apply to be in the group. And Bree is our head librarian who will allow you to join, and you can let her know. What kind of membership you'd like to have? Reader and reviewer or just reader? It's your choice. So ladies, let's talk. Food. Who here cooks and likes I, to share recipes? I baby. Do, I do. <laughs> Who's that? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Diana. Diana. Okay, what do you like to cook and, and share recipes about? I like to cook
3: the Trim Healthy Mama way and I like to use my Instapot and I really love to make cupcakes in a Cupcakes and cakes in a, in a mug. That's, like, my favorite thing.
1: Mug cakes. own mug cake. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Bree, what about you?
2: I actually do as well. I am part of Abram Books Dinner Party. So for the past year, I've been very blessed to get a variety of brand-new cooking and baking books. And my daughter and I experiment and practice out of those, and we have a really good time doing it.
1: Oh, that's fun. Liz, what about you? What's your cooking like at home?
4: I love to cook. I love to bake, especially. I've been trying to do sort of some Trim Healthy Mama slash keto diet types of things. But when I bake, I I go for it. and. You'll want to keep your eyes out I'm working on a series of YouTube videos, and maybe I'll post some exclusively on the Pencil Dancers group that are related to my Polish book that is coming out in October. So I'm going to be doing some family recipes that are Slovak slash Polish recipes. Ooh. And also I'm going to be doing some recipes in conjunction with my Amish book that's coming out in May because I love... We just, on Friday, were at the Amish bakery near us, and, oh, my goodness, I'm gluten-free. I couldn't have a thing, but just going in there and smelling was enough for me. So we'll do some Amish recipes, too.
1: And gluten-free Amish recipes.
3: Yes. Yay, yay,
1: yay. And I know, Diana, you're gluten-free also, right? I am, and
3: so is Jennifer. Oh, my goodness, three of you. We'll both be looking at Liz's cookbook.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bree, are you gluten-free?
2: No, but we did have a scare with you know my daughter this past year with thinking that she might actually have been gluten free. So we did have to spend about three months on a gluten free diet, and I have learned to have a lot of respect for it and an understanding
1: for the cooking. Wow! And then uh, Jennifer, let's talk about your cooking at home.
5: <laughs> well, I, I I love to cook. My mom was a great cook, so I grew up you know making a lot of things once I became gluten-free and Diana had already been gluten-free at that point for like a year or two. So it was great to have sort of a pathway. I think Diana's responsible for most of the cookbooks in my house. (laughs) She'll she'll experiment. She's the reason I have an Instapot and all these kinds of things. Uh, She'll experiment and then she'll send me a text with like a a photo of a recipe or like, she's like, you have got to try this. This is amazing. Uh, So that's been really kind of a fun thing to learn. But you know, with my daughter's arthritis, my son's, autism I also have uh, rheumatoid arthritis it is you do have to really cook from scratch because there are just things that in your diet that can really make things more inflammatory and we all do so much better when we cook from scratch but as you know this is super time consuming when you're writing and doing all these other things it's really hard to find the time to do it planning is super important Pla- meal planning and planning out your food for the week so you're not tempted to just grab something you know if you always have something healthy in the fridge that you can grab I'm really regretting that this week. It's been a crazy week, and I don't have enough stuff in my fridge. And so, um, i had almond flour crackers for lunch today, so we know how healthy that was. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I've really learned that the preparation thing is really helpful. And my kids cook, too, and that's great. They're old enough now to participate, and that helps a lot. My son makes an amazing steak in a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good at that. So that's been fun. That
1: sounds delicious. I have always been someone who really enjoyed cooking and baking, particularly the baking and ethnic foods. But when I say ethnic foods, I'm talking, you know, Swedish and Scottish and like real Italian. But I was put on the Mediterranean diet by my doctor a few months ago. So I have been learning how to cook Mediterranean and it was so foreign to me because if anybody knows me, I am not a fish fan. So (laughs) Learning to cook the Mediterranean way, I never knew how to cook lamb before, and suddenly lamb chops is one of my favorite foods. It's just absolutely delicious. And i had had lamb that other people had made, and it was super dry, and I didn't like it, and I didn't understand, but the Mediterranean cookbook that I've been learning out of has like 500 recipes. So I've been posting on my social media, at Ange Breidenbach and Pinterest and on Twitter and on Instagram... I've been posting a variety of the recipes as we try them, and we're doing a scale of 1 to 10, if we like them, uh, how much it actually looks like the recipe, you know, the photos of the recipe, and, the you know, how easy it is to actually do that kind of thing, and then the fill factor, how filling is it. It's been really fun to try out new recipes in my family, but like you said, Jennifer, super time-consuming because I'm having to learn something completely new. And one thing I've learned is that it, has added to my creativity. And I'm going to ask all of you ladies this. Do you use your cooking, baking skills in the characters that you write, in the settings, in, and in the people that you write? Do they cook? Do they bake? Do they have maybe even some of the ailments that we've talked about here that are why we cook or bake the way we do?
3: I just finished writing, actually from Sale now, a time to bake. Is that a clue? <laughs>
1: Well, that's going to be a book that is on the reader list, isn't
3: it? (laughs) It's all about cupcakes.
4: Oh my
1: gosh, how fun.
4: It's a little bit different for me because in my World War II books, of course, there's rationing and they're mostly set in Europe. So the people are pretty hungry and have to get creative. So the cooking that's in those books is a lot of dreaming about cooking and eating, But my main character in my Amish novel works at an Amish bakery, so she she does a little bit more
5: cooking and baking. Oh, I think that's really fun. Anybody else? Yeah, in my novella, Be Mine, that kicks off my historical romance series, the main character has been sort of coddled her, own, her whole life. Her parents own a hotel, and she does not know how to bake. But she wants to bake because she has set her cap for the logging camp owner. And so, of course, she needs to know how to be a wife to a logging camp owner and know how to do all of these things. So we follow her through her um, experiments. Like She doesn't know that when you put eggs in the cake batter that you have to take the shells off. You know, you have to crack them into the batter (laughs) and all these kinds of things that are pretty hysterical. If you think about it, if you don't know how to read a recipe, it's its own kind of language. If you just read it straight through, you would have no idea what that means. And so you see her kind of doing that. So there's a, a little bit of a humor with her in that.
1: Oh, I love that. I've used recipes in my books and I've used restaurants and things in my books that are real because I hope that readers will actually go to those restaurants and try those foods and not only bring them into a closer, fun connectedness to my stories and the settings, but also because I set a lot of my books in Montana, I want to promote Montana. So I have a dream of having people come to Montana and go with me on tours of the places that my characters have been. I think that would be really, really fun in the future. And then in something like uh, Second Chance Brides collection, it was the 1910 largest fire in U.S. history, but my character was a bread baker, and they really existed, these bread bakers. They had to bake this huge amount of bread every single day, six days a week, and then they had to deliver it using the trains up and down these little tiny... Towns where they're up and down the train tracks right in the Idaho Montana border, so they would bake and then they'd have to deliver the bread. And so, I've used those kinds of things in the books, and I thought it was really, really fun. I love baking bread, and it was fun to do that with my character in volume, you know, and things like that. I thought that was a really unique way to do it. So, I do use my cooking and baking in my stories, and the one I'm writing right now, which will be discussed during our lunch party of the Pencil Dancers Readers and Review crew, I use a vegetable roasting recipe between the characters as they are getting to know each other. So it's really kind of fun sharing food and how we commune together and get to know one another over meals. And that's, for so many people, become a lost art, and that's why I love writing it into my stories. Ladies, we are at the end of our time, and I would like to ask each of you to give a quick 10-15 seconds, anything you would like to say, and you can just kind of pop out there and say it so that we can welcome the Pencil Dancers readers and Review Crew members into our fold and tell them either a little bit about you or a a welcome message, anything you'd like to say, go ahead and go. Brie? I just want to say that I think it's going
2: to be an awesome experience that we are all going to end up much closer to each other, authors and readers. I think it's just going to end up being magical for everybody. I think everyone who comes to our group is going to find a reason to stay and to fall in love with it.
1: I'm so delighted. I know we all are to have you, Bree, as our head librarian and archivist. Thank you for being a part of it. Diana? I'm looking forward to
3: knowing people who actually have read my book that aren't related to me (laughs) and just, just learning about those readers and hoping I can reach them in a way that will make sense in my writing. New connections. Liz?
4: I'm really excited about this group because I'm looking forward to meeting new readers and getting to know them and connect with them. One of my favorite things to do is just to sit down and and talk to some of my readers and find out what they like and what they don't like and what inspires them, and that helps me in my writing as well. So I'm just looking forward to making a lot of new connections and having a lot of fun with all of you.
5: That's wonderful. Jennifer? I think one of the best things is just being able to connect with readers. It's so cool for people when I've connected with readers, when they come up and they say, oh, I love this about your book. And I love this thing about the character. And remember when they did this and it's just cool to have other people really excited about your books and, and, and especially when you can give them little sneak peeks about what's coming in the next series and, and characters that, they're, um, that they are their favorites and just being able to connect in that whole reading, make-believe space that that create and that we all enjoy so much and be able to share that with other people.
1: Mm, I love that. And I'm excited about the group because I think that anything in community builds, it has momentum, but there's great joy in community. And there's a richness in being able to discuss books and research and things that are interesting together. And you see through this whole talk how similar and yet how very different we all are. I mean, everything from, Brie, what was the name of the uh, recipe book club that you belong to to get your recipes that you and and your daughter have tried? I review for
2: Abram Books. Abram's Books Dinner Party
1: even from doing dinner party reviews to Trim Healthy Mama to Gluten-Free Keto Diet to Gluten-Free Instapot Cooking from Scratch to Mediterranean and Baking. And I use my cooking and baking to teach my homeschooled grandsons. There's similarities and yet uniqueness. And we hope to not only share our similarities and uniqueness of each of us as authors and head librarian, but we'd like to know your similarities and uniqueness as our pencil dancers, readers, and review crew people, too, to connect deeply, richly, uniquely with each one of our pencil dancers as well. So thank you so much, ladies, for being a part of this interview and this prep for our launch party, and we hope to see you April 19th through the 22nd as we do the launch for the pencil dancers readers and review crew thank you again for being with us here on lit up i will be back with you next week with another guest to enhance your creative life and help you have a more lucrative career
0: thank you for joining us on lit up Light up your literary world, expand your imagination, enhance your life. Lit Up will be back next week with another great conversation. Join us, won't you, right here on Lit Up.